Hey there. Today's episode is brought to you by Octane Inc. Octane Inc. specializes in vehicle wraps, snowmobile wraps, custom apparel, and race car lettering. With a deep history in motorsports and the love for anything fast, Octane Inc. has quickly become the Midwest's premier one-stop shop. Anything you want customized with your business logo or personal monogram, they can make it happen. Visit OctaneIncLLC.com today and or find them on any social media platform. Again, that's Octane, I-N-K, LLC.com. Octane Inc. LLC.com. All right. We're also brought to you by Mountain Mud Sunscreen. Oh, yes. Mountain Mud Sunscreen. Uh, it is a biodegradable, reef safe, CBD infused sunscreen made with organic food grade ingredients using non nanotized zinc oxide as the only active ingredient. Each 2.5 ounce tin has 200 milligrams of CBD isolate and is based on an FDA approved recipe. It is SPF 35, water resistant for a minimum of 40 minutes, and shelf stable for two whole years. Available for purchase at www.mountainmudsunscreen.com. Again, that's www.mountainmudsunscreen.com. And lastly, we're brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Picture this. You're here. It's now. You're piloting a meat body through time and space. You are the ultimate alchemist, transmuting intent into action and possibility into reality. Hidden in your bag of tricks is a way to encode information into vibration and spread it throughout the cosmos. I'll have what they're having. It is an instrument of gods and beasts and everything in between. For example, listen to how this one says Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. Do you hear it? Let's have him say it again. Oregon, Oregon. No matter how you mispronounce words, enjoy Baba G DIY edibles while you're doing it. You add the cannabis, we add the candy. Check them out at OregonBaba.com. Again, that's OregonBaba.com. You see what they did there? You see what they did there? They used to not give me any ad copy. I'd give them shit, go to them into, you know, give me something to read. And what do they do? They come back with ad copy making fun of how I pronounce their native state. Those dirty Portland hippies apparently pronounce the great state of Oregon as Oregon. Excuse me, I grew up playing a little game called the Oregon Trail. At no point did anybody tell me it was the Oregon Trail. Um, you know, it reminds me of, reminds me of when I lived in Colorado. I'm not going to say the state. Um, so there's a state, you know, where Denver is. So most people in the country, how do you pronounce that state? You're probably like me, right? You say Colorado, Colorado. Turns out you move to Colorado. Nobody in Colorado pronounces it Colorado. You know what they say? Colorado. That A is an A. They say Colorado. But, you know, when I moved to Colorado, I didn't, I didn't hold it against you if you pronounced it Colorado. Unlike these Baba G guys. So I'm going to stick with Oregon. Is, is that okay with you? Is that okay with you, Mr. G? If I go with Oregon? All right, enough blah, 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 blah. On to the podcast. Hola. 
Hi. Hello. Howdy. How you guys doing? Welcome to the Hey OK Ha. Happy hour. Uh, happy drinking. Happy what? Late Wednesday? Early Thursday? Uh, hope the week is going well for you. I uh, hope the month's going well for you. We're in February already, which means uh, this, that shit shittiest time of year I was talking about earlier, it's almost over. Almost spring is, is a, uh, that's still pretty far away, but uh, we got, we got an extra day in February this year, don't we? With the leap year. What do you guys, I'm drinking a coffee. That's what I'm drinking. It is a hot coffee. So I got to sip it slowly so I don't burn my mouth. Uh, they actually put sugar in it. I told them, "Hey, give me the, give me two creams. That's it. Just some coffee, some two creams." And um, apparently, they didn't hear me, or they just, you know, muscle memory just threw in some sugar there. So I got a little bit of sugar in my coffee. Uh, here's the thing: when somebody fucks up your order by making it sweeter by adding sugar, it's uh, kind of hard to complain. It's kind of I'm going to go back. Hey, you made this coffee palatable, you fuckers. I kind of miss the sugar in the coffee. I kind of, I cut it out. You know, they say carbs are bad for you. And, you know, they are always right. So I, I believe them. So I try to cut the carbs out. But you can't eliminate them completely. That'd be ridiculous. No carbs? No carbs. Come on. What are you going to not drink beer? What the fuck? Um, but I figure, okay, if I can't eliminate carbs, I'll, I'll get rid of the supplemental sugar. I don't need to add sugar to shit. So I'll get a coffee without sugar. Started doing that years ago. And I just forgot what coffee tastes like with sugar. Turns out it's pretty fucking delicious. So excuse me, I might, I might have to take, I have to drink this a little faster than, than normal. Maybe we fly through this one a little quicker. What are you guys drinking, huh? You, you drinking some Corona? Hey, did you find your beach? Um, corona's on everybody's mind. And everybody, because of the virus. The coronavirus. Well, the side of Lyme disease. Are you afraid? We're all going to die of the coronavirus. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here and predict you're going to be fine. Coronavirus is not going to get you. This seems like every 18 months, every 18 months, there's a new disease that they shove down our throats. You shove a disease down people's throats, that's not what you do. They, they, they put it on sensationalist news stories in front of our eyeballs to scare the shit out of us. Like, it's like clockwork. If you really look at a count, it's like every 18 months. Once in a while, they'll miss 18 months, so you will get like three years without a new goofy-sounding disease designed to frighten us into submission. Right now, it's the coronavirus. Before that, it was, oh, it's the Zika virus. We're all going to get Zika. We're all going to have weird heads. Before that, Ebola. We're all going to die of Ebola, right? Before that, what was it? What was before Ebola? SARS? Was that SARS? Not the SARS! Each time, it was like, this one is the one. I know before we were, we were lying, but this disease, this time, we're really fucked. SARS was that way. What was it before SARS? Avian flu? We're all going to get the avian flu? That was when they were going through animals. They had the swine flu, right? What was it before? H1N1? H1N1. Whoa, no! West Nile disease before that or somewhere in there. 
What, what else? You guys can help me remember. You guys are old enough. You're onto the song and dance, mad cow disease. <laughs> it's like every time, every time we're all going to die. And then six months later, we forget about it. And then it's on to the next pandemic, right? We think it's like a Hollywood movie, like Outbreak. You're going to be fine. Safe Money is on. You're going to be fine. Uh, what was it? HIV, AIDS. You know, for a while, they're like in the early 90s. <laughs> like high schoolers, heterosexual high schoolers dating would not fuck on account of they didn't want to get the AIDS. Like straight people thought they could just, you know, contract AIDS having sex. So kind of scared us. You think it's you think it's like anti-counterculture, like anti-freedom of uh, they don't they just didn't want us to fuck too much. Is that what is that why they scared the shit out of us with the HIV AIDS scare? Turns out in order to get HIV AIDS, you had to have anal sex with a junkie. Uh, <laughs> Or, uh, you know, needles and uh, blood, blood transfusions. There's a couple couple things there. And there's probably a few freak occurrences. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it turns out it's pretty hard for straight people to get uh, HIV, AIDS. But that wasn't the story we were given in the 90s. Oh, no. We were taught you better, you better, not, you better not have sex until you're at least five years into your first marriage because you don't want to die of the AIDS. Abstinence is the only way you can protect yourself against AIDS. This was the late 80s, early 90s. And then we just kind of forgot that we ever made that claim. And life continues as normal. Um, not that you can't get AIDS from heterosexual sex. Of course you can. Of course you can. But you got to be a real dirty dog, man. <laughs> How many straight guys have contracted HIV AIDS? I don't know. I don't believe Magic Johnson ever had HIV, by the way. I, I never believe that. Come on, he didn't lose a, He didn't lose five pounds. He looks younger now than he did back then. This was how long ago? How long ago was 1992? That shit was eight, 28 years. That's over a quarter century ago. This motherfucker was diagnosed with HIV and never got a cold. Come on, I'm not saying Magic Johnson's lying. I'm saying he's a victim of it. They like they like took him aside. They're like uh, Magic, uh, bad news. You have HIV uh, AIDS. You're HIV, you're HIV positive. Why don't you go out there and write a book and tell all the young kids never ever to have sex? <laughs> and he's like, oh, God damn. Okay, okay. Just tell me what drugs I need to take. And he probably still thinks he, he, uh, he had the HIV. I'm skeptical, though. I am skeptical. Not too hard to fake a disease, is it? Let's get a doctor, pay him off, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Here's, here's three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There, uh, clinician, you're gonna you're gonna uh, fudge these test results and, and just say he's HIV positive. We got a mass psych ops thing we're gonna do here. We don't know, we don't want a repeat of the late '60s, so we're gonna scare everybody into to not not taking out their PP. <laughs> I don't know. I got no leg to stand on this. This is a classic. This is literally a conspiracy theory, okay? I know I talk shit about people that throw around that word conspiracy theory to discredit uh, legitimate legitimate critiques of official narratives. But in this case, this is just a bullshit conspiracy theory. I have no evidence to, to, to suggest Magic Johnson never had HIV uh, other than his continual existence. I have, no, I, know, I have no evidence. So this is just me talking shit, okay? Like, like I do anything else besides talk shit. Oh, a lot of, a lot of shit in the news this week. 
What do we got? The State of the Union. You guys watch the State of the Union? Did you get emotionally invested in it? It's probably not good for the heart. Um, I didn't really pay too much attention, but but let me guess. One side was like, nothing. Nothing. It's never been worse. It's never been worse than right now. And the other side's like, it's never been better. Everything's perfect. And uh, I saw the old lady rip up the the paperwork after the speech. Nancy Pelosi was evidently made a career out of pretending to be a liberal. <laughs> I hate Republicans, so I'm pretty much a hippie. What a wacky voting record she's got. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. And then this is coming. Oh, Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Why do you got to do me like this? Why? My home state of Iowa and this clusterfuck of a caucus. Who's your money on, huh? Who's your My money's on the guy who helped finance the software company that created the app that counts the votes. That's, <laughs> that's what the safe money's on, right? That's what you want to bet on. Oh, uh, what's his name? Looks like a doctor, little Dr. Seuss character. Doesn't he? He looks like a little elf in Pete. Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Something like that. I don't know. I got an adolescent mind. All I notice is that he's his name is Peter Butt. Those were the first two names. You know, it's Butt of something, but Peter Butt, you know. And um, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> but I don't know. He could be a good candidate. You know, and I got nothing against rigging elections. Nothing wrong with rigging an election. Sometimes the better candidate loses. And so rigging, the it serves the greater good, right? Didn't we learn that in 1960 when the Kennedys rigged well, with the mob there in Illinois? They rigged the election to ensure the presidency for John Kennedy, right? As opposed to Dick Nixon. So we rigged that election. If democracy was allowed to play out, we would have had President Nixon in 1960. The Vietnam War would have ratcheted up that much sooner. Uh, or maybe ended that much sooner, depending on how you look at it. Who the fuck knows? But I'm not against rigging an election. Go ahead, rig an election. I'm just saying, be a little bit more competent about it. Jesus Christ. Like, like the, <laughs> the software company that created the app... Um, received financing, $42,000 from the, uh, the, the, Paul, the Peter campaign. And you might say, well, that's $42,000 isn't, isn't that much to buy an election until you consider that the app itself costs like $80,000 to make. And, you know, just one caucus, $40,000, that's, you know, that's probably a fair, fair price. But the entire company was created by establishment Democrats who, if you recall, got caught red-handed last election rigging the primaries against Bernie. This happened. They got caught red-handed. And they would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling Russians. <laughs> Do you remember? It almost seems too stupid to be true, but this actually happened. So they said Russia did it, whatever the fuck that means. Like, there's a guy named Russia. Somebody in Russia hacked into the Democratic emails, the DNC's emails, to reveal that the DNC was basically rigged in favor of Hillary Clinton. And rather than that being the story and the crime that we focused on, what everybody decided to focus on was, who publicized the emails? Who made them public? 
who exposed the crime? Not, we're not worried about the crime. We're worried about who exposed the crime. And it turned out these IP addresses were in Russia. And so what do we do? Tap into that old xenophobia, us versus them. So we said Russia did it. And then they started talking in very, very vague terms about Russia, quote, meddling in the election to the point where there was a poll done or something like 60% of Democratic voters actually believed that Russia had hacked into the voting machines. That's how vague they were and how sensationalist fear-mongering they were that people just uninformed assumed the worst. Next thing you know, we're blaming Russia for meddling in the election. And it's like they meddled yet insofar as they revealed very important information that a voting Democratic population as you do, base their decision on, right? If it's exposed that candidate A is a corrupt piece of shit, you're probably going to be inclined to vote against candidate A. Does it really matter who told you or who proved that candidate A was a piece of shit? No, it shouldn't. But, you know, they couldn't run on that. It's hard to win an election doing that. So, yeah, the same party that got caught red-handed in 2016 rigging their primaries is now embroiled in this shit show. And I don't know, man. It's like, and the company is named Shadow. It's like, you're, you're protecting the Shadow government and you're going to have, I kind of respect the balls it takes to name your company Shadow. Right? And then, so this is one of those quote unquote conspiracies that's pretty, pretty clear. And so social media took it and ran with it. And sure enough, the next day, what were we met with? Stories from all around about how these wacky conspiracy theories are running amok on the internet. Pay no attention. It's, it's democracy's mess, messy. Yada, yada, yada. Let me pull up some of these stories. It's pretty amazing. AP, Associated Press. And by the way, you ever read a newspaper from like decades ago or even 100 years ago? And, and it, it's really a snapshot into like the internal biases of the time. Because at any given point, you think your, your newspaper sounds objective, but enough time passes, you're like, wow, they were obviously just trying to control their population's thought. Um, anyway, here's what we're met with today. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Okay, headline. Online conspiracy theories flourish after Iowa caucus fiasco. Monday night could not have gone better for online troublemakers who have spent years propagating false or misleading conspiracy theories on the internet that the U.S. election is rigged or vulnerable to tampering. Um, so if you've ever worried about our election being rigged or vulnerable to tampering, I got news for you. According to the AP, you are an online troublemaker. It's that kind of language that eventually leads to shit being criminalized, right? The mere questioning of state narratives now makes you an online troublemaker, according to these goofy bastards at the Associated Press. Now, what's particularly strange about this is if you recall, the last four years, we, we've been told by major media outlets that Russia, quote unquote, meddled in our election, that they tampered in our election. And here they're saying, well, anybody who thinks that or promotes that is a troublemaker. How the fuck is that? That's a classic example of doublethink, you know, from Orwell's 1984. The ability to hold two conflicting thoughts simultaneously. These people actually believe that our election was hacked by Russia. They believe that. But they also believe that if you question our election process and the integrity of it, you are full of shit, conspiracy theorist, online troublemaker. 
This has all the markings of damage control. If you look at the latest 48 hours in the AP, Los Angeles Times, New York Times, they have all have a story to the effect that, wow, this Iowa caucus sure was a bad thing, not because it upset a democracy, but because it promotes conspiracy theories. It's like, how much longer is this conspiracy theory buzzword? How, how much how much more mileage can they get out of this? Because eventually it's gonna, we're gonna become numb to it. We're gonna get hip to it. Um, most people already have. But that's like the knee-jerk, anytime you bring this shit up, that's the knee-jerk two-word combo you'll get. And that's supposed to just shut down debate. That's supposed to just shut down discourse. Well, guess what, fuckers? This evidence is so vast that it ain't gonna work this time. Um, but anyway, and again, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a Bernie guy. I, I have nothing against this Peter guy. I don't, I know nothing about him. For all I know, he's a better candidate. But the point is, Democrats, be more competent when you rig elections. It's okay to rig elections. Just fucking get your shit together. I get it. You're threatened by competence. That doesn't mean you can't apply a little competence in your own struggle for power. Okay? You guys want power, don't you? I know you pretend that you're, you know, oh, for the little guy, I, I just want to fight Trump because he's a bad man. But these politicians are after one thing and one thing only. It's power. You understand? I don't care if you're a Republican Party, Democratic Party, you're looking for fucking power. Power, power. Power? Power. And they sit around, they, they accuse private citizens, private entrepreneurs who are trying to start a small business, they'll accuse those people of wielding power. It's like, no fuckers, you are the power whores. Anyway, what else we got going on? Let me look at my little notes here. I may actually try to make a little uh, <laughs> four bullet point outline of shit I wanted to talk about. Oh, the Super Bowl. Well, congratulations to Andy Reid. His heart's still holding out. God bless him. That guy has, uh, think about all the places he's coached. You know, he's coaching in Kansas City, world class barbecue, right? It's not, it's not hard to imagine Andy Reid hunkered down over a plate of ribs, right, with some moist towelettes scattered around in a semicircle. He's probably drinking some, you know, a light lager. It's not hard to, excuse me, got the hiccups. It's not hard to imagine that, right? Where was he before that Andy Reid? He was up in Green Bay, probably eating cheese, beer again, right? Heart still, still pumping. Where was he before that? Philadelphia, eating cheesesteak. This guy, this guy chooses his his career path based on food. I'm convinced of it. But anyway, it's cool to see him win. Um, I was torn who to who to cheer for. I had no money on the game, right? So I figured I'd go for the Kansas City Chiefs, Midwest represent. At the same time, George Kittle is an Iowa guy, so I was like, eh, get me. But I, whatever. Andy Reid was what what swayed me. Um. Did you guys catch a halftime show? <laughs> uh, a lot of forever, forever. Uh, the Shakira and the Jennifer Lopez. Just because I got a lot of money, don't think I'll give you taco flavored kisses, honey. Fulfill all your wishes with my taco flavored kisses. Taco, taco, burrito, burrito, taco. Just <laughs> shaking their fucking vaginas and ass in front of everybody, which is great. I'm all for shaking that ass. I am all for, uh, I don't know, what do you do with your twat? You just, you, you thrust it forward. I'm all for gyrations, right? Nothing against it. I am no 
uh, prude. I'm no evangelical Christian. Let, do you. But what fucking was hilarious was they tried to make it into this feminist girl power thing where they had like the female symbol and the little kids and uh, the girls like, yeah, this is a, we're promoting female empowerment. It's like, no, you're not. You're doing the complete opposite. This is horrible. What the fuck are you doing? You are literally on a pole. Jennifer Lopez, get off that fucking pole. There are little girls who look up to you watching. What the, keep that shit in the club where it belongs. Like, how are you going to combine the idea of female empowerment, little girls looking up to you as role models, with literally the grand crescendo uh, climax of the show was they just turned their backs and wiggled their asses. <laughs> There's your role models, girls. There's your role models for you. It's like, come on, feminists, how do you expect to be taken seriously when you're that hypocritical? Huh? How do... No, you don't get it. There's something deeper, man. Shakira had the rope because that was like a, a call. No, no, no. That was just a slut fest. That was just look at my body gyrate, which is, again, great. But keep that shit in the club. Jesus Christ. Is that what you want your daughters to do? To, to look up to? Honestly? Is that what you want? If so, God bless you. Hey, the world needs, the world needs strippers, too. The world needs escort gals, too. Um... How dare you? They're artists. They're singing. They're singing and sing. Whatever happened to bad bitches, huh? Whatever happened to whatever happened to Alanis Morissette, huh? And Lord, give me Alicia Keys, huh? Give me Erica Badu. Whatever happened to Jill Scott? Women that were like respectable singers. You get they get up there, they they sing. They had some usually some pretty good lyrics that they wrote. Haven't heard shit from Lord ever since she. <laughs> drop some truth during the, her acceptance speech. What was that, 2012, 2013? I mean, there's women out there that sing and are performers who, um, you know, their closing act isn't wiggling their asses. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. I, I probably sound like an old Republican now. Yeah, the Democrats are stealing the elections and their old ladies are shaking their butts. <laughs> uh, is that how it happens? It creeps up on you? I'm a fucking conservative old man, but I'm not. I'm, I'm critiquing this, if anything, from the left, for lack of a better word. I am. I, I think it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone, but congratulations, Andy Reid. Congratulations. And now that football's over, now we can turn our attention to hoop. Hoop. You guys watching some hoops? Uh, this whole Kobe tragedy... Um, whole everything tragedy really has overshadowed some real uh, promising. The NBA has changed very quickly, and there's a lot of young talent. And for the last two years, I've been prophesizing doom regarding the health of American basketball. The NBA has gotten way more international in the recent years, which is good. I think it's more interesting. It's fun to have characters. You know, that's what makes soccer kind of fun. You know, any given team might have guys from three different continents, and it's fun, right? And everybody's got a different style, so that's cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the dream team, you know, where you take it for granted that we just dominate basketball. And if you look right now at the best players in the NBA who are under 25, they're all international. I'd say that the two top players would be uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic, right? I think that would be the consensus 
1A, 1B. Pick pick which one's A, which one's B. But uh, one guy's from Greece, uh, born to Nigerian parents. The other guy's born in uh, Slovenia. Uh, I think he's half Serbian. But he's, they're not American. Those are your top two. Next tier down would be, I don't know, depending on who you ask, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, um, Ben Simmons, Australian. That's five right there. I mean, those are five superstars. Regardless if they end up being one through five top players in the world, those are going to be five superstars. Nary an American among them. You know, and we're looking at, a, at LeBron in his twilight. Um, even players that seem young, like Harden and uh, Kyrie. And, you know, Steph's on the wrong side of 30. Kyrie's still 27, though. He's, but he's Australian, technically. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. Even players that seem American are, are international. And this was unthinkable. Not that long ago. Ten years ago, if you told somebody... Um, the best American basketball player is going to be the sixth best guy in the world. The top five dudes are all going to be internationally. Be like, what the fuck? No way. No way. Well, holy Mount Zion, Jollives, oh Jollives, two guys, Zion Williamson and John Morant. These two guys are going to save. American basketball. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch either one of these guys. Um, you, the Grizzlies, on which John Morant plays for, is they haven't been nationally televised that often. And Zion Williamson has been sitting out, um, I don't know, half the season. He just got back last week, two weeks ago. So, But it all looks pretty good. It all looks good. Zion Williamson. This guy's... Oh, what, what what can I say about Zion Williamson that has not been said already? Other than he does remind me of a giant toddler. You ever see the uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Remember the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? They did a sequel. Guy, Rick Moranis, accidentally makes his toddler grow big. Well, Zion Williamson looks like the stage that kid was in just as he was starting to get ridiculously big. I don't know what it is. Like, he just learned how to walk, apparently. He wasn't walking right. They had to teach him how to walk correctly to avoid damage to his knees, but he looks like, when you see him walking off the bench, it looks like he should be dragging a blanket behind him, maybe holding a teddy bear, <laughs> but then he fucking plays, and it's ridiculous. This guy's a football player. That's what he is, as far as, uh, I mean, he would even be a big football player. How many 6'8", 285-pound defensive ends do you see? But he's just going through, guys, and he's quick, so he appears to have the game pretty well together on the offensive end. Defensively, he looks like, you know, like you would expect a 19-year-old rookie to look. He's At times, he doesn't look like he knows what the fuck he's doing, but that will change. Um, he seems to be pretty smart. Uh, you can see it on the offensive end. You know, he makes some right reads, um, blah, blah, blah. So that's good. And then you got Ja, which is interesting. They both have uh, Rastafarian messianic names, right? Zion, well, Zion is a, is a word that has a lot of, you know, goes back to the Old Testament. Uh, Jaw, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. These two messianic figures coming to save U.S. basketball. John Morant, only a matter of time before we produce a, a Russell Westbrook who had the, the vision and the passing. And um, he, he's only a rookie, but it appears he'll be a pretty uh, savvy, uh, what do they call it? game manager, whatever the fuck that means. doesn't seem like he's going to be too turnover prone, 
I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong. But at any rate, he's electric. Electric. Uh, these, so these two guys are bona fide superstars. They're only rookies. It's very rare that you see rookies that make this big of a splash. You'd have to go back to really Melo and LeBron, I'd, I'd say. Last time we had two uh, bona fide future superstar rookies. Before that, it was Grant Hill, Jason Kidd in 94. So things are looking good for American basketball. Uh, but still, that's still only two. Only two. We can't, we can't be greedy, though. We can't be greedy. Two out of nine ain't bad. Two out of seven ain't bad. Um, I gotta stop saying um. Um, I, I've eliminated fucking. <laughs> that sounded weird. The word <laughs> fucking uh, as a as a placeholder to think of a new word. So now I'm saying um a lot, and I'm getting too self conscious about it. That's probably a sign. I need to get this wrapped up. And look, oh my coffee. One more, one more sip. Let's make this official. Ah, this has been episode 16 of the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Have a great week, you guys. Hope to see you next week. I guess I can't see you. You can't even see me. What am I saying? But you get the idea. Have a great week. See you next time. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.